0: Finally here, the highly anticipated limited edition Smartwool and Grateful Dead collection has finally dropped exclusively at Smartwool.com. That's right. You now know what to get everybody for Christmas that you didn't know what to get somebody for Christmas. Now you know what to get them for Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever the thing is that you're celebrating. You may know Smartwool as the go-to brand for all things Merino Wool. From socks to base layers, SmartWool has been keeping people comfortable outside for decades with some of the softest and ethically sourced merino wool out there. Well, SmartWool's limited edition and collaboration with the Grateful Dead is back by popular demand right in time for the holidays from t-shirts and hoodies to beanies and socks. Now you have the next level comfort of SmartWool with all your favorite iconic Grateful Dead designs. Shop the drop exclusively At smartwool.com and get it before it's gone for good because this stuff isn't going to be around forever. I'm telling you right now, now's the time. It's the holidays. You were sitting at home. You're freaking out, wondering what to get people for Christmas. Then I showed up in your ear and now you've been saved by Smartwool and No Simple Road. See, it's that simple. Go to smartwool.com. Shop the drop.
2: Everyone shop the drop. Jasper says for
0: everybody, shop the drop.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you don't want
0: to be uh, not
2: listening to Jasper. Yes. Yeah. What's
0: happening when thing. it comes to shopping and dropping? You know. <laughs> so uh, we have some special guests in the studio this evening. We yes, have, we do. We have our one and only Yeet. grandson. Say hi to everybody, Jasper.
2: Hi. <laughs>
1: that was good. Say welcome to No Simple Road.
2: Welcome to No Simple Road.
0: Very good, dude. Good. And and we also have. Our wonderfully beautiful, amazing, talented, and sweet daughter. Say hi, Sid.
3: Hi, Sid. (laughs) Very good.
0: (laughs) So, you guys just came up for the holiday, and uh, I have to admit that having you and Simon here in the house for longer than an hour, it makes it feel like the holidays. Like, having everybody here, it feels like when you guys were little kids, and we were a family all under the same roof. And I, you know, I forget that, like, I don't know, when you're just going on with your life and living and doing your thing and working and whatever, Hi, it, it's easy to forget how that used to feel. You know yeah, what I mean?
3: For sure, for sure. Well, you get so busy, and, and you, it just, it's when you have the people around that you've made memories with, it's easy to be nostalgic. And Jasper helps, too. Yeah. Hi Jasper. I've <laughs> <laughs> been waiting to say that. Yeah.
1: It's been really fun with you Jasper here for the holidays. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I had a beautiful Thanksgiving.
0: What was your what was your favorite thing to eat on Thanksgiving, Jasper?
3: Uh the ice cream.
0: I That was a wow. good. Yeah. Good call. What about the mac and cheese? Mm. No, not so much.
1: Uh, okay. Jasper, do you remember when me and you went all around the house looking at all the different desserts? Yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: It's silly, it's silly time. So anyway. this is great because
1: we get to bring our kids to work. Yeah. And our grandbaby, this is like his, what, third
0: appearance? Well, his first appearance, he was like 4 days old on no simple road crying outside on the porch, remember?
1: And that was the holiday times too.
3: It was his birthday is near the holiday times.
0: So Meow. what I wanted to talk about <laughs> was childhood. Mm. And cuz I think a lot of people that listen to the show don't maybe don't know
2: much about <laughs> us as children.
0: Yeah. And I remember when we were uh when we did the What's, what's the word I'm looking for? Quiz show. Oh, yeah. With um, with Sky Dog. He was like, can you tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, when your parents used to, where your mom used to fly on the trapeze, like that, you just glossed over that. And uh, I was like, wow, I don't think I ever have talked about that on the show at all.
2: No, people know. We, it's, we it's refer been brought, to it. Yeah, it's been brought up and everything, but not... In, in depth at all of childhood.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a, I don't know, man. It's a part of my life that like, like I was just saying to Sid, you know, you go through your life and you're working and doing your thing and you just get busy. And I don't think about that very often, but. Well, I, we don't talk
2: about it a lot. No. You know, we've all known no. each other. We've known each other a long time. We know little tidbits of when we were yeah. kids. like, I don't know. I learn more all the time about you when I see a picture, like your military Uniform picture that was new to me, yours and your oh that I was like,
0: what? I was in the military, in the no, military a military picture, and it's
2: like, what?
1: Okay, so then I have a question for everybody what? And this will give a little bit of insight. So I'll start with Sid, when you first meet somebody and you meet people all the time, because like makeup and hair and on location, whatever, like, how where did you grow up? How, like what was your childhood like? What were your parents like? What do you say?
3: Oh, um, shit. I mean, I always say like icebreaker. I'm from Las Vegas, and everyone, I depending on if they, you. you're from Las Vegas too. No, I I have a word. What's what? what's the word? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I love that word. Um, everyone so has so many questions when I say I'm from Las Vegas, and I get to the point really quick where I'm like, I love growing up there. It was a very unique childhood, but I feel like it helped me to move to a bigger city because I wasn't intimidated because I've seen so much crazy crazy shit growing up.
0: <laughs> like what?
3: <laughs> just like going to school every morning, just like seeing, it's like 7 a.m. and you're seeing like the street walkers like get off work.
0: Or billboards with or chicks and g-strings. Bill-
3: yeah, billboards or like people if you are going to the strip. where it's, There's also like you can go shopping on the strip. So I'm on the strip and there's like dudes handing me like little cards of like naked chicks and I'm like, okay, cool. Or just like <laughs> people drinking or people just drinking in the streets. Like that that's not like a thing other places. No, that's true. That's true.
0: I just forget like about that. like getting
3: fucked up, like walking around. Like that's, it's either in like brown. Juice. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. She said it's going to finish her oh, yeah. story and then, then, and you then love you're going to get some juice, juice, dude.
0: That's. It's gonna be great. You're gonna love it. I I can't even like. Part of my childhood was spent in Vegas, but the like overtly sexual nature of Vegas was more hidden when I was a kid in the late seventies, eighties. It yeah, was the mob like, kept y- the yeah. It was way less. Um, I don't know. In your face, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. Oh, it was definitely in all of the kids' faces. But you guys grew up with a whole different thing. And the drug use, too. Yeah. It was way more um, prevalent.
3: Yeah, well, there was also, like, Tupac got shot and killed there. And I was like, oh, this place is, like, crazy. I always just knew that it was had a lot, a lot of reputation yeah Yeah, that's a good way
0: to say it what about you Mel when people ask you where you're from what do you tell them
3: well
1: it kind of depends I'll say like I was born in the Bronx but um, I'm from Vegas I grew up in Vegas and I raised my kids in Vegas and now I'm moved here to Portland so I mean I always go through I don't It's very rare that I go through a lot of it. I don't really ever bring up my brother because we're estranged. And so that, if you don't have any information about somebody, you tend to not talk about them.
0: Yeah. You know
1: what I mean? And then so when you get into like the story of like, oh, well, why don't you and your brother talk? It's so long ago and seems so like... So, like a dream, like almost. A,
0: like it happened to another person, almost. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, like it happened to another person, and so like even the details kind of get a little blurred. Like I, I really, I don't know how I, we don't mean, talk, I, I don't know. I mean, I know he was pissed. I know he wrote me a dear John letter and it wasn't a john deere letter. A john, deere, letter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so john deere um and and then he kept his word and he never saw us again so i know that that i mean he's a stick-to-it kind of a person
0: what about you apple what do you say
2: when somebody asks me where i'm from well i, I always say from las vegas when they ask where i'm from and then if they're more interested if they because like Sid said that's an icebreaker and it's where I spent most of my life from the age of four uh we I was born in LA
0: four
2: to 48 to yeah I was was gonna say 53 we moved up here six or 47 okay I was 47 when we moved up here and I moved away a couple times but it was always home you know, it still is in a way because it's where we're born and raised. Does it, but does, does it still I, I feel like off, that
0: to you? Huh? It, mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: because it's, it's the familiar. Exactly. It, you know, it, it's grown so much, but the familiar hard to tell. Like when I drive by the house on Bronco. When I go, which I usually make a point of, it. in fact, I don't think there's ever been a time I've visited where I haven't driven through that neighborhood because mm. it's just memories of childhood. But, so I don't feel like, you know, that. from L.A. moved to Vegas from four until I moved away a couple of times in my 20, moved to Colorado, you know. Yeah. But usually it's just like from Vegas, you know, yeah. and that is an icebreaker. People are always intrigued by like, like Vegas. That must have been Vegas you, is interesting. You either get like, what was that like, or most did you often, live in a hotel? Like, that's crazy, man.
0: I've actually had people ask me if I lived in a hotel, <laughs> like for real, for real.
2: Yeah, people don't think about when
1: that. I worked valet. People would ask me that all the time. If, if you lived in the hotel, yeah, <laughs> really, like if they had like staff quarters, it's almost like a cruise ship. You know what I mean? Like people uh, yeah. that's live on the cruise ship work on the cruise ship kind of thing I, that
2: would have been kind of dope to have the option <laughs> right <laughs> yeah <I> mean, <laughs> go downstairs we'll you eat every in the meal Dude, okay. back
1: at the day like it was so pimping <laughs> like the the year before steve Wynn um bought, bought the mirage. yeah bought the mirage it was so good it or no, no he, he sold he, it yeah i was going to say got bought out um he sold it it was like everything that you would imagine old vegas to be it was like they had this employee dining room that i mean sometimes a certain prime rib or like ham fresh cut ham and like burgers to order and like we would get these elaborate Christmas presents and Christmas parties for us and our spouses and our children and like
0: and that's a big ass hotel with oh, thousands. It was, it of was employees. like you know
1: thirty five hundred employees or you know sometimes five thousand. I don't know. It was like a lot of employees and so it was making money, cash full of um, you know envelopes full of cash, like busyness and it was a really cool time to do what I was doing. During the time I did it in Vegas, it yeah. you
2: got in right under the wire, kind oh, of, didn't it you? Was because am- then it changed. Once it got all corporatized, it and changed. It cha- yeah, all the comps went away. I remember there's yeah. comps
0: to everything. Dude, what's gro- a comp? People out there may not have gro- grown up in up Vegas, ve- don't know what that means. Yeah.
2: You, where you get comps to like go, go to restaurants, uh, free show tickets, free meals, free gifts. buffet. Well,
0: yeah,
1: like, okay, so, you know, your auntie worked at the hotel, your uncle did, your every, you know, all these people worked at the hotel and so they would um, get these comps from their, you know, from their supervisor or like they don't want people like performing to an empty, um, you know, audience. Well, so they would give away last minute tickets to employees at the end of your shift. Like, Oh, if you can be out of here at eight o'clock, you have two tickets to such and such show. So like, that's like all of a sudden now you're getting dressed up and like Vegas had that thing of always dude. being, amazing and fun and last minute and exciting and and
0: and fancy too like yeah you go go to like go into a show you or dinner you got this back in the day not now yeah you got like dressed to the nines and, and, and went and did your thing. Now I saw people in their fucking pajamas and shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. And was, flip flops and sweatpants yeah. and
2: their swimsuit. They bring the pool inside. You see people walk around in bikinis, flip yeah, flops. That's, it's different. that's gross. It, it's like <laughs> a fraternity kind of now, the way oh, yeah. a lot of that. You know, it, it's
1: okay. It's in one way, it's whatever. It's, again, I was going to say cool because it's nice to be relaxed or whatever. But. Really, you know, sometimes when you have to go to a place for a certain specific feeling or a certain thing, I think that's awesome. Well, it used to be
0: like that with airlines. When you went to get on an airplane, mm -hmm. you didn't get on an airplane, not dressed up. Yeah. You went dressed to the nines. Like. Yeah. It was an event. It It was was like an event. But I want to. Treated you like that. I want to go back to what Apple was saying. I want to go back to what Apple was saying about feeling like you're from somewhere. So like. You know, feeling like that's home. Yeah. I've never, I lived there for 30 plus years. I never felt like Vegas was home, ever. Even when we had our house there, I felt unrooted. And I think now that I'm older and I've had some distance from all that, and I I, gotta, I have to say this, I, living here is the first time I have ever felt at home in my life, even as a kid, uh-uh. like ever.
3: Well, do you think that has anything to do with the fact that you got to choose to live here rather than you were there because of other people?
0: Maybe. I I felt it when we came up uh, in 2012. We came up to for Christmas to Seattle, remember? Yeah. With, with everybody in Apple. And uh, I felt like that then. In Seattle, I was like, I feel at home here. And I remember going home and once we got home being depressed, like, like I left and I was stuck somewhere I didn't want to like, wasn't, didn't fit. Mm -hmm. And going back to like childhood and stuff, the way I grew up. So my mom flew on the trapeze at Circus Circus from like 1968 until 89 or 88 and my dad was a show producer and a um a movie producer and produced las vegas shows and stuff and also like feature films and uh i never went to the same school twice until junior high school like all through elementary school yeah first grade went to one school Parents were divorced in second grade, another school, third grade, Colorado, another school, fourth grade, homeschool, fifth grade. You know what I mean? Like never had that like feeling of being settled and being rooted and being comfortable in in physical space.
1: Well, so you and I grew up very similar in in that regard with the moving around. And so I think that's why it was so important. And I don't think we talked about this at the time why it was so important to make something for Sydney and when i was pregnant with Simon like solid like we don't want to go anywhere we don't want I, at least we for never, my for me we never discussed this that's what i'm saying yeah. like we don't we just did it it was like i wanted to have like i really did want to have the like childhood that I didn't have I wanted to give it to Sydney and I know that I think we all do that but I was just like let's do it as hard and much as we can especially knowing how you and when we first got married you and your mom weren't on the best terms Mm -hmm. so like it was just all of those childhood things that you're talking about with your dad and mom being divorced and moving and my mom moving when we got together we really made sure that whether we talked about it or not, that that didn't happen. And
0: even I remember even once I finally my dad lived in California in Malibu. My mom lived in Vegas and it was the beginning of junior high that I moved to Vegas full time. And even before that, every weekend I would fly back and forth to visit. So I was never rooted. And then once I finally moved to Vegas, like six months after I moved, I moved in with my mom. My dad moved to Vegas and I was going back and forth between their houses all the time. So I was like on the road. (laughs) You know what I mean? Constantly like everything, Mm -hmm. my shit was in a suitcase all the time. Like to have my room unpacked was, I had my room at my mom's. I had my room at my dad's, but it was always like everything strewn in between. And when we had kids, i don't know man i never consciously thought you know what i don't want them to feel like that i just did it like just made it happen yeah mm-hmm. well did- that's
2: what i said earlier when you're saying you never felt it how late, like you guys did c- create that i and did and ask said a question here in a sec too because i i felt that i i felt so comfortable at that house on cayuga when i would come over as soon as i got through the door it was just like chill time It was with the kids, with the pool, the way that house was set up, how you guys made it your own and everything. And I mean, that's what I was going to ask. I mean, you had that house. There's so many memories in that house of Mm -hmm. swimming and the holidays. And that became my home because I didn't I wasn't celebrating with anybody else. My other friends that had kids were not the same. That was
3: a lot of people. It seemed like. Oh, yeah. Like definitely one of the deeper ones because you were like dad's best friend for so long. But so many people that came through there, whether they were, like, my mom's friends from work, you could just tell that people came and was just, like, took their coat off and got comfortable and were silly and, like, dinners there were so fun and everyone's <laughs> laughing. Um. Yeah, no, I, I feel like you guys definitely succeeded on that front, trying to have more stability. It was very stable and, like, I loved living there. I loved living around the corner from Grandpa. That oh my was gosh, that was a dream awesome. come true. That that was something that you guys provided. That whether you talked about that or not, that helped to feel rooted. And that was something that I didn't know I wanted until after I had it. And I was like, I love having this. I love being able to ride my bike over there. And that was so cute. cute. you know? it is and cute. And that, yeah. and like that neighborhood a, was
2: awesome then. It and was Vegas, amazing. Vegas was different mm-hmm. then, too. And I, one of my favorite things was, it was like three, four years in a row, coming down there and then going with you or Simon on your birthday to the mall, to the Boulevard Mall when it was yeah. still safe, and then going to Applebee's, because that was Simon's uh-huh. favorite. Yeah. Oh, my uh-huh. God, Simon, when he made, we're going to Applebee's. He'd get that, like, exciting, mm-hmm. like, shaking, like, I want this, and they, was, he loved eating out more than anything else. Place. I know.
3: How cute.
2: <laughs> yeah, don't dare give him a kid's menu. That oh was the God. funniest shit ever.
0: But do you think, Sid, that, that growing up with a being rooted like that has helped you now having your own family? Have you even thought about it?
3: Oh, yeah. I definitely have thought about that. But also, in this, like, I'm so grateful for what I have. And then you like look at other people and they have their own version and however many degrees differently because Adam grew up in the swamp like he had so much freedom and he was stable in a different way. And I like I was like I didn't know how to ride a bike till I was 14 and like random little shit like that. And he was like I was barefoot for most of my childhood growing up. I had that much freedom and he grew up in the I can swamp. picture, I can picture him <laughs> like, like that. Bare, <laughs> but like yeah, like running around, barefoot, jumping. no shirt,
2: just run around, uh-huh. wild hair.
3: Oh yeah, we've talked about it for sure, and like I would love to have a a hybrid of that for Jasper. There's nothing that I think consciously though that I'm like I really want that for Jasper because I feel like I'm I felt pretty secure in what I got, so I feel like whatever comes down. For me, is going to be the perfect version. I'm not like, you yeah. know what I mean? Well, yeah. I'm like fighting for that stability. I or- mean,
1: I feel like you're a really good example and I'm not tooting our horn, but like bah, bah. you're a really good example of what, you know, doing the opposite of what your parents do um, as far as like not having a good example. You know, like if, if they kind of like raised you in a certain way and it wasn't a good example doing the opposite instead of f- following in their footsteps.
0: You mean like ending generational shit?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But because but I feel, well,
1: she, it's not that Sydney's not going to have any because she's had the remnants oh, no. of, of what <laughs> I went through. And I mean, and I'm, I'm she's a pretty young mom too yeah. compared.
3: I mean, you none are, of my friends, they're older than me and they don't have kids. Like yeah. some of them do. Well, but
0: and, and we had our share of trauma. Oh yeah. But it's, see, then that's, yeah, a, that's yeah, the yeah. thing. Like, <clears throat> Talking about ending generational shit. We never, we didn't label it. There was no like, okay, we're setting out well, to that's end why our I, generational well, curses. But me
1: and you, regardless of whether we said it or not, I think maybe that's why um, we have the language now. Because that's what we both have done. Like,
3: I, I, I think it was... There's din- unspoken language between you two. Oh, yeah, you don't need all to, the time. You, like, you don't need to reiterate if you guys are already on the same path. That's what... Me noticing mean. it. Yeah. But it's, yes.
0: it's a trip... Looking in hindsight, because we very easily could have repeated those mistakes, Mm -hmm. and 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 I was a complete fuck up to boot.
1: Okay, this is the one thing that I just knew, no matter what. I don't know how I'm always going to be safe with me. Period in my life, like I just have a my connection to whatever it is, whoever it is, like my spirit, my spirit guide, whatever. I just know all of my decisions are safe. So I'm, I don't even think things are risky or not. I just do them based on my feeling.
0: Is that, that's intuition. I, I follow that's my intuition. It's yeah. Strong, yeah, It's, it's very strong, strong
1: with me that sometimes I don't even know that it's happening because that's how I operate all the Force time.
0: Is strong with this one. <laughs>
1: but <laughs> I
3: feel, I feel very similarly. That's how I felt when I was pregnant with Jasper. And there's been times where I've like felt like I've fallen out where I'm like, whoa. Oh yeah. Oh where? Yeah. Echo, Echo, where are you? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, told, I told that story on the show a long time ago. Like, I had gone to rehab. I'd come back. I, Mom and I weren't getting along. And I went to go to Palm Springs. And I was on the fucking Greyhound on the way to Palm Springs. And it was this feeling of like.
1: Why weren't we getting along, babe?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was this feeling. I'll get there. It was this feeling of like. I know I'm making the biggest mistake of my life right now. I'm like everything in my body was screaming for me to turn around. Ugh. And I was still going forward, like in the face of just middle finger in the face of my intuition going for it. Mm-hmm. And it, those are the worst mistakes of your life of uh, anyway, of my life.
3: But question, um, do you think that you needed that? No. In, like, okay, so that sometimes I'm like, some people feel rebellious just to be rebellious, or other people well, are rebellious to, that fast. to have a lesson, to be like...
0: I did, I did, I think I did, because... I, it
1: was really hardcore, you leaving that second time. Like, that was... A, I think I remember it was getting those letters oh. back to childhood stuff. Yeah,
3: There was such a mix of great, cute childhood stuff. For me, it was all internal, like... I don't know. My childhood wasn't that happy, but it wasn't that sad. I was just so absurd. Like, I just observed everything. Mm. And... I I kind of like being sad, so there was like that.
0: <laughs> Dude, wait, Sydney, you like so we drama? Like
3: drama, club, drama club? Well, no. I, this is probably why it was this this part of growing where like the the drama of getting that letter. I don't know if this is the second time or whatever we're talking about, but like trying my best to read this letter that you sent me like in cursive. Yeah. Like I remember even the paper it was on Ugh, was this like 90s character guy with like glasses. And he was like a, like he looked like a thumb and he was like a office guy. Oh, Dilbert. Yes. <laughs> that pap- That was the paper. That was the frame of the paper of the letter that you sent. And it was like this guy with glasses and he had like a little wavy, Side part, care yeah. Office character, and I remember looking at this letter, like just trying to decipher what you're saying to me in this letter, and it was just like, that's crazy. That was some of my first memories. Like, oh what is God,
0: that, like? I cringe at the thought of that shit. Well, I li- I can't believe this is on podcast, right? I'd like for real. That is it some, clearly it needs to be. Talked. I mean, you,
3: you're like, let's talk about childhood. I'm like, that's like therapy. Are dude. <laughs> sure?
0: <That's laughs> like,
2: yeah. you sure? Know, yeah. Hey, remember last time we talked? But no, but
0: <laughs> d- dude, that shit is so cringy <laughs> to me. It's like,
1: like, so while you're on the greyhound with your intuition off, like Sydney made a really valid point and I'm glad she brought it up. Cause like, again, I forget that it even is a thing, but you and I communicate all the time without saying shit. Yeah. Like, it's gotten stronger, it's gotten easier, it's gotten more complex. It's, however... There's, like, levels of However, there's and, yeah. certain things that we still need to say because that's just, like, the therapy of it being out, mm-hmm. you know, like, the, the verbal part. But that was, like, s- devastating. That was such a devastating time to me. was so sick. That I couldn't even, like... It was like a shock. Like I just watched the nine eleven building c- come down. I was. I could imagine. Like I can't believe people are jumping out of buildings. I can't believe I'm watching the world crumble. B- b- like after. Well, how old after. were you? Um,
0: I was twenty nine. You okay? So Simon was wasn't born yet.
1: 28, 28
3: So then uh, twenty one. what do that, you know that and imagine the energy in your body, like the. The, it's like you're just an adolescent at that point. That's when that's when you're fully grown, right? Yeah. 20, Eighteen. No, I well, thought it was twenty-one or twenty-five. Yeah.
1: Or yeah. Oh, it is, I think it's twenty-five for boys or something. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Whatever. We're off the we're off track.
3: But I get I can see why.
1: It twenty-one was that. years old, and like I I saw I found it. I that the way that I found it was my intuition. Like both times, mm. I found out through not you telling me or me walking in. It was like an intuitive thing to do. I was do talking something. about me using drugs. Yeah. Um. So when you left and my intuition to be with you, I thought was r- right. It That's when it was like such a crazy thing. Cause I thought like I didn't listen to myself somehow, or I thought I was wrong. And I was like, And then of course I'm, I'm really great at being stubborn. So I was like, Oh fuck that this, and you're not coming back. That's it. And I meant it. I
0: like, you know, I don't talk. I don't use these terms very often, like the AA stuff. And if that's your thing, like, and it's helped you, I'm all for it. It just, that wasn't how I got better. But I will say this about that time. I was in the middle of my disease at that point. Like, in the midst of it. It's just as sick yeah. as I could possibly be sick. I was
1: I don't even blame you for it because I, I
0: understand. I'm not I, saying I saw, that I'm not saying that to make an excuse.
1: No, I, I but, saw you. I s- like you weren't you weren't you and mm-hmm. like one of the devastating things of it was when your dad and Martin came to our house and Martin Ugh. was such like if you watch any brother. bad movie with the worst <laughs> character in it, that like is rapes and kills and shoots and like steals, like it was like him and he walked into my house and his vibe and what he did while he was there. I I can't erase it from my head. Like I still see it. And I don't even know why I brought that part up, but because it it's just, part of the yeah, deal. it's part of the deal, but it was like that. Oh, cause I was saying that was like, that was part of it. Like I was like, I thought, your dad was cool, and he came to the house with Martin. He was he and had like my back. I I know that I that's what I'm saying. I can't even blame you. He was doing. Everybody was playing their part, even me being sad and messed up at 21 with my baby that I thought were gonna be cool, and now we're like, I have two $600 car payments, two brand new cars. I have an apartment. I have my daughter and daycare. I work at night. It is. Hotel, like all these crazy things flashed, and then I was like lucky to be away from my mom. And then the thought to even maybe have to go back like it was so,
0: check this out crazy! <laughs> yeah, yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crazy. Think about this though, like we're sitting <clears throat> 24, 20, 23 years away from that, 22 years away from that. Okay, yeah, um. And at the time, that, it's insurmountable. It's unclimbable, that mountain. Oh. It's the, it, it's the end yeah. of, th- of time. Yeah. <laughs> World ends at that point. But it didn't. Well, it did, though. But it but it didn't, is my point. Well, we're still has, sitting we're here. Talking about,
1: well, we're talking about transformations, right? Like, you, one, like, becoming a mother, like, you're not what you you're you are a mother now from now on you know like it it was a mile marker for and you know our family wild
0: about the whole story that we're telling right now is that like i remember being on that bus and it was like in my memory right now the the me that's sitting here was locked inside myself Listen wherever you get podcasts. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. like in a cage inside, shaking the bars while something else was in control of the vehicle.
1: It reminds me of...
0: Do you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah, I do. What were we watching where they put the kid... Oh, I watched it. Never mind. <laughs> put the kid in the cage. Yeah, like <laughs> it feels like that in my head. Like, hey, turn around, turn around. What are you doing? And then like the body is still going with like a demon in control of it or something is Mm -hmm. what it feels like. And, and you asked me though, did you need that? Right. Yeah. Like as a lesson. And I said no immediately, but I don't think that's a hundred percent true. I think that I needed to know what it felt like to lose it, to understand what it meant. Yeah. If that sounds dumb to everybody, I don't know. No,
3: because that also goes a little bit with your personality, in the sense of let me experience this to know that I don't want it.
0: (laughs) Isn't that the dumbest shit ever? Some that's how some people are. Well, that's why I asked that question.
3: To be honest, I don't think I'll ever get to a level of that point because I'm not like that. I'm like a con, like I'm super cautious, but also like. I've listened to my intuition go to like, say a festival where I'm like, I don't want to be here. I'm claustrophobic. It's going to be really fucked up at the end of the night. La la la. This is not like the pros don't outweigh the cons to me. Still do it. Pretend like I'm having a fun time and live in that moment. And like, I'm never going to do this again. And I don't. And it's just like, that's how I am. Cause I, Hmm. I, I, I've already listened to that intuition. I've understood it. And then I lock it in the cage. And then I'm like, everyone's, me, the <laughs> conscious, are <we're> like, well.
0: <laughs> well, why am I even here? Why do I even say anything? I think my intuition at this point is like an old Jewish man. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, you go ahead. See, you go ahead and see. You know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Oy vey, here
1: we go again. I can't really separate myself from my intuition anymore. I can't say it's like this and then me. I feel like is there?
0: Mm-hmm. It's of, there. Yeah.
1: I, it it seemed like before I could be like, "You're gonna do this, or you're gonna." I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I just have plenty of shit to go through and freaking discipline and all that stuff. But I mean, like, my intuitive part is such a part of me that it doesn't. It. it I, I can't even say that it rules. It's just there. Yeah.
3: It's. It's the evident. truth. Yes. It's like it's the a truth. compass. North is north. Do that, you, that means yes.
0: Do yeah. you think that um, Apple? You might be able to answer this too. Do you think that uh, your childhood and how you grow up has a impact on how strong your intuition is when you're older? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I think so. Oh. <laughs> okay. I mean, cool. Well, Moving on. No. <laughs> well. I mean, I, I mean. That's. Yeah. I can only speak for myself on that. But like. I mean. I. I grew up very, pretty normal, good childhood, and.
0: Well, wait a minute. Was, when you say normal good childhood, your normal good childhood is parents divorced, dad was an alcoholic, mom ate pills all the time, and everybody partied at your
2: That house. was. That was at eleven. That
0: <laughs> that's was your 11. childhood. You're a kid.
2: <laughs> okay, well, I, I'm okay. I'm thinking back further than that. Like, like first, and pro- like when you're a sponge and you're being built, I mean, you still are at eleven. Yeah, but I mean, I was. I, there was never. I, what am I trying to say? Like, I, there was never trauma. There was like no, no, like unsafe people. I was always right, raised right, right. around good people, good uncles, good aunts. There was never any molestation or Hinky nefarious bullshit. bullshit. Yeah. It was always pretty wholesome and kind of not religious, but there was religion all around when, yeah. reli- you know, went to church with grandma and grandpa. Everybody was religious in their own rights, parts of both family and stuff. So I think my intuition from a kid has always been good. I've known who's bad and who not to be around and stuff like that. I always have to, to this day I pick out sometimes people that we've met over the years, it's, it's, not just you, but other people are like that person's cool. It's like, mm. are you sure? And and you can't tell people either. It's like, oh, okay, just yeah. wait till this one plays I've out. I shit the bed on that one several a few times. times. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't pointing you out in general, but it, kind it's okay. Of, but, you, you can point but me out. But out no, I, I've, yeah, and I think I get that from my mom and dad too. The intuition thing—they're always very good judge of character, especially my mom. My mom could tell right because my mom's so. I just open to everybody. She could tell right away whether she didn't like somebody or not, whether it was my friends, family, like yeah, just like there's something wrong with them and wait, you'll see. That's yeah. what my
1: mom used to say. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> First of all, she was so crude. She'd call everybody a hoe. <laughs> Why are you messing around with those hoes? And so, <laughs> like, like,
0: I, quiet, like, your fr-
2: like your friends and stuff. That's amazing. There's
1: a lot of hope. And maybe you were pregnant at 16. Look, man, exactly. <laughs> My mom was just blunt and had a way with words. Yeah, she did. And she still does. 98% of the time, she, you can find some truth in it. But those other 3% was like hard no.
2: Yeah, I I still remember your mom didn't like me at first. No, my mom mom doesn't like anybody initially. My shit, (laughs) my mom was on my shit. Like you are not part of this family. I mean, she like was like I was just like I can't even. And then warmed up to me right away. And then just a few years ago, when she stayed here, or no, it was after
1: after she was. When we were having the
2: talk at a table, it was in the last few years. She was she was like, I'm sorry about all that. She's all like, you end up being the whitest and coolest white person I ever known. <laughs> she was like, You were always the whitest boy coming around and yeah, I'm sorry I was mean to you at first. But that's that's how she rolls. Yeah. Until you You
1: gotta
3: prove yourself. Yeah, Honestly, I'd rather that. I'd me rather too. Be someone be so mean to me and then they're the coolest versus like, oh, this is my best friend, and then like no way to be found. Yeah, don't trust them. They're bad. You feel like you earned it. It's like, it's like, okay,
2: I get it. You're hard, but you made Mm -hmm. me earn it. And now all my mom's
1: like hardcore characters really did um, help me out. All of them. (laughs) Every single one of them.
0: Do you, do you guys have a, um, this is going to seem like left field, but it's my head and how it works. Do you have a, a, an item from your childhood that was like, your most favorite thing. And when I say that, there's probably something that comes to mind, right? Like your power item from when you were a kid mm-hmm. Sid, I- what you're shaking your head. What, what's yours?
3: Oh, is that a bad, uh, I'm, I'm nodding. It <laughs> uh, looked like a no, but I'm nodding. <laughs> okay. Um, curly. I still have curly. Oh, shoot, I, knew. Curly, I, I curly have a was curly. was Cabbage patch. No, she was a beanie baby. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She had a tunic on; it was not a full cool dress.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and she lost
1: her panties, huh? Like, uh, oh, I early never on. saw them. I, I thought she never oh, had them. Okay, maybe she <laughs> didn't. Maybe she, she didn't. was a Vegas girl. <laughs> she lost her
2: panties.
0: <laughs> she I, lost them. She took the those off it. with <laughs> the tag. <And> she's like, <laughs> 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 wow. <laughs> what about you,
1: Mel? Oh god. <laughs> oh my god. I remember I bought curly at desert springs hospital i remember
3: exactly where and when
1: too it was i love that baby and when i saw her not too long ago it just brings back memories but mine was also a doll and mine was a cabbage patch and sarah my redheaded headed uh <laughs> cabbage patch. <laughs> well i i think it's i don't know what they call it but like when they you know little kids and then they kind of treat the doll like it's a real baby like mm, yeah, it yeah. was i would do that for myself it was like it was I a would, self-soothing yeah tool. it was like i projected onto her and i would like
3: same with curly yeah yeah like i mean I, and I never talked to her like she was a baby she was more like a friend yeah and, a peer yeah and we'd have to like get through shit together me and curly <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> so that, that's,
0: we're talking about kid, when we're kids having power items as adults You can have power items, too. And one of the coolest things that's going on right now is this um, drop from SmartWool that's Mm -hmm. going on. It's the limited edition, limited availability, can't miss collab of the 2022 holiday season for you and everyone with a deadhead in your life. We're bringing the exclusive SmartWool and Grateful Dead and SmartWool and Chris Benchler designs to life with the essential, versatile and giftable benefits of Merino socks and apparel and some cotton stuff. Go to SmartWool.com check out this limited availability release. It's here for the holidays. They have some dope designs. And I have to say, like, yes, they're sponsoring this episode of No Simple Road, but here's the deal. They just mailed us some socks the other day.
1: I've got them on right now.
0: And, yeah, you do. And this is going to sound like such BS, but I'm, i am ha- they are the dopest, most comfortable socks. You know, like, the when you get new socks and they feel plush and they make your old shoes feel new yes Do you know what i'm talking about
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> it's an insert yes these felt like It'd a make feel fucking better. pillowy cloud in my on my foot and i thought i was like okay you know smart well they're they're great i've heard about them forever it's gonna be great but i had no idea it was gonna be like this and they have a cool design on them with the um chris betchler grateful dead stuff so yeah go check it out everybody these are the most comfortable they are water wicking they are odor fighting and they have all kinds of like the hoodies are dope if you guys want to get me a new beanie for christmas the black beanie with the smart wool and the dancing skeletons on it would be great it's 30 bucks just saying. Okay. You can throw out there. there. Okay. All right. Free shipping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, Actually, they do have free shipping right it. now. I checked it today. I was going to okay. buy myself the beanie. And I have stopped. it pulled up.
2: It's in my cart. If you
0: just want to pay for it, <laughs> I'll
2: push the button. Actually,
3: your cart is loaded. Just what's the
0: left? I'll just, I'll just uh, airdrop you the cart and yeah, you can just, just buy it for me I now. I just need your okay. credit card number. All That's right. all. Sounds anyway, good. this episode is sponsored wholly, totally, and completely, and uniquely, solo- by Smartwool. Smartwool. Smartwool, thank you so Smartwell. much. Thanks, you guys. So anyway, um, I had, and you guys are all going to laugh, I had a plastic lobster, and his name was Orky. I love it. It's, and it's weird. We were, <laughs> we were in a <laughs> seafood restaurant cute, though. When, we were, when I was a kid. Oh. I was maybe a little older than Jasper, maybe five. And we were in San Francisco, and the uh, restaurant had, like, sea nets on the ceiling with like starfish and fake fish and lobsters. And I remember seeing the lobster and like, you know, when one light hits it, it's like,
1: oh, <laughs>
0: that's how I felt in for whatever reason. And that's it was cool. It would and be it cool. was, it was hard plastic. Like it wasn't giveable at all. Squishy. It was hard. And it, you know, uh, lobsters have like those little Spiny. spikes and spines and yeah. shit. all. So it was sharp. <laughs> and, Ouch. And it, and it had like You're gonna it had, cuddle it. It had god. these it had these two long antenna too that were like maybe a foot and a half long. Oh my god. It, it was big. It was like it was like oh this long. Yeah, it, from tip to tail, from the top of the tip of the oh claws gosh. to the tail. It was like the, it, it was like that bit, like a little it smaller. It looked real. Yeah, yeah. It looked yeah. like a big ass lobster. Anyway, it was up in the net. And I remember like being a pain in the ass about it while we were eating dinner in the restaurant. Like I want the lobster, not knowing that that's like the decorations for the freaking restaurant. My spoiled ass is like, I want that lobster. And somehow my dad pulled it off. Like thinking back on it as an adult now, I'm like, how would I even approach that? My kid loves it. I'll
1: give you 50 bucks. Just bring it down. Okay
0: yeah okay yeah <laughs> your dad was
1: not scared to give money and no. he was not scared to ask for what, what he wanted
0: no <laughs> or just go over and
2: take it down exactly and be like, not even that be like here here's some money i'm taking the fucking lobster but here that for thing my kid.
0: that thing went with me prickly. <laughs> everywhere i slept with that thing every what night was its name? orky orky okay what i slept that? with it every night i lost one of the, the antennas like plugged in to its face And I lost one and I was so bummed so I took the other one out so that it matched. And I had it for so long that it, the red on its back like wore off. It was like turning white from me like cuddling it. Mm. It was sharp, plastic, weird lobster. That's my just
2: picture you with this thing. You're supposed to have something cut, like a doll or something like that. You got this prickly thing that's going to hurt you every I time you try to. Like a <laughs> real Yeah. He pinched me all the time and shit, but I loved him. I did love him, man.
0: Pull his whisker out. I remember him now. I'm 50-whatever wow, years old. Man. What about you? I already, already know man. what you're going to say. Do you guess? Your Muffy Binky. Okay, he did know you heard this <laughs> story. Well, in fact, it's still in the house. Ha- it's not the it's original. The,
2: the, one, uh, the, well, the one up in the dining room. That's my <gasps> replacement Muffy. That rabbit fur. That oh, white the rabbit white fur? one? My mom bought me that. That one's pretty old, too, but not from my childhood. That's probably like 20 years old or more, but that's when I was a kid.
3: Muffy have
2: Binky was my pacifier, and Muffy was my rabbit fur. Because my sister oh. and it started as I remember the story. <laughs> remember the, the the muff things that women have. That yeah, you like put your yeah. Hands in.
1: <laughs> a
0: muffler.
2: You mm-hmm. had a whole my, thing about that, Sid, my, didn't you? My, I think so. Like, mm-hmm. like back in the seventies, all all my aunt, like all the girls had those. My my sister and I was so jealous of those. I like wanted one of those, and <laughs> so oh. I, so my grand. I think it was I think it was my grandpa got me a rabbit fur. And I would walk around and I, I had a blanket, I had a little blue blanket, like a Linus blanket.
0: God damn, you're cute.
2: that wrap around <laughs> me and then I had it over my shoulder. I'd have the rabbit fur to pet, <laughs> like on my shoulder with my binky in my mouth. Oh, oh my god. I like, and that was, and so I, I had no, it my- sounds
1: like something Simon would
2: do. My original, it had the picture- him Like now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> with the pacifier and just like-
1: both back then and now. Well, but just because it's so specific, the, the you know what I mean. Mummy, like that, the
2: it lasted. It lasted into my twenties, and then it like moving a few times. Then it finally, just, you know, a rabbit it deteriorates yeah. over time, especially in Vegas.
0: And your girlfriends it, would get jealous. It, it, it,
2: <laughs> my binky, He's sucking oh, on his binky. It finally just fell apart. So then, Aww. like a few years later, my mom. As like not really, not not like a joke gift or something, but she got me another one. That's She's like, I know your other one fell apart, and that's the one that's up in mm-hmm. the dining room, that that green thing sits yeah, on, which I know is from my grandma. About. That was my grandma's. That's some carnival, carnival okay glass piece.
0: So we all immediately had one from when we were kids. Do you have one now? As I, an adult, I do. I do too.
1: It's my journal.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Which one? The one you write in in well, here for No Simple Road?
1: Uh, yeah and okay so remember last christmas you got me that big one by accident cuz mm-hmm. the other one was falling apart or whatever not falling apart it was finishing the one that i finished that was my muffy binky <laughs> that was my that was that was mine but now that i've been working in this one now it's kind of transformed but it's like something i always want to bring with me that and my tarot cards mm. are the two things that i when i go see sydney when i go on our trips to Wherever we go, I always bring those things like it's so important to me,
0: about you Sid um,
3: I wish I had a journal that I was that into. I never get really into a journal or a book. I always have one at the time, but I'm not like obsessed with it. It wouldn't be curly or muffy binky status, <laughs> <laughs> but I do like uh that motherpiece tarot deck. I do bring that everywhere. Okay. And deck. I and when I think about it the same when you're like, oh, these are like security blankets type of thing, mm-hmm. or these are something that I can like talk to, cuddle with, I feel like that I get those same feelings from reading tarot off that deck.
0: Oh wow. You know, like that's yeah. cool.
3: It's a bring yeah. That's security.
0: It brings you security. Yeah. Yeah. Um my camouflage jacket with the Grateful Dead bolt patch on the back yeah, and the patch on the front. Like, I got that jacket, like, I found it in a thrift store. And when we lived in Vegas, I was really heavy. And I could never find clothes that would fit me that I liked. And anytime I would find something that I really dug, it wouldn't fit. And it would be, like, a blow Mm. to me. And... I found that here at like the garage sale warehouse and it was on the rack. And I remember like seeing it and being like, if this thing doesn't fucking fit, I'm going to be so bummed and putting it on and it totally fit me like a glove. And I was so stoked and like proud of myself. And then I found that dope ass patch Mm. and you sewed that on the back and I lost it at string summit and somebody returned it to me. And like that thing has like a lot of mojo in it. And that's like one of my totem things that I have now. What about you, Apple? You got anything? I don't. I was just of, sitting uh, here oh, thinking. Uh, yes, with you do. Not that I, not that I, t- not that I take with,
2: well, okay. I guess it doesn't, it, things are like, wait, what's the questioning guy? Cause now yeah, what's I'm, the I'm question? thinking of like yeah. stuff that what's you the take question, with babe? you everywhere. No, like you have, it's something like your Muffy Binky as like an adult. Secure, was well, an adult the the one thing that comes to mind? I don't take me with her, it, but it's a constant in my life since my sister passed. Is my angel that that I uh, picked out for? We picked that out, God, like twenty something years ago. It's all it's like that broken. It's the broken glass. It sits on. It's the first thing I took up in my room when I changed rooms, and I bought that thing to put it on. And it's, it's an angel and it's like broken glass and then glued all over oh, it, yeah, that pieces, thing's dope. a mirror all over it and stuff. Like that's my security. That's my security thing. Like I I couldn't imagine like moving mm-hmm. anywhere else that that's like the first thing to go up. Like this is my beacon of home and mm-hmm. safety. But that's cool. The, that's really the cool. other one I would have said before that, which I finally just started telling Simon the other night about it. And he was like, thank God I got rid of my fucking grunge jacket my what? my flannel my red one that i've had for oh years. you see uh-huh the same reaction <laughs> i don't even it, know what that they, is it it, it it was it was just a it was cheap. so thrash it was i bought it in like 90 91 from mervyn's i think oh, dang. <laughs> and, Mervin's. And flannel, like the, the classic blue you see me wear it i've I'm had sure it in I my have. life for since since 90 and it was just a flannel but it was the most comfortable jacket mm-hmm. and it finally when i was going through the last purge i'm like trying to justify keeping it like even <laughs> as a keepsake and it's like this thing is natural i'm gonna keep like this the materials old all jacket. The, the flannel turned into ball everything gets all balled up on a sweater there's no saving the hole there's holes through both the pockets where you can't put anything <laughs> in them the lining's coming out like there, i'm like I could have I could have somebody so impacted like all these things I'm <laughs> no, like, like no nope, that's going that's going that's going away I actually threw that Here, in the I got
0: I got it. <laughs> yeah anyway.
2: I I couldn't even put it in the goodwill bag to like go in donate good <laughs> conscience, give pull that to you it somebody. out they'd be like what the fuck is this Burn that's this disgusting thing. yeah it's gone but that was a constant and I wore that all the time to well, the point where Simon the reason I told him the other night is Simon is like I come out of the patio and Simon would do that like shake his head thing. I'd be like, dude, you need you need to get another jacket. I know you love that thing, but I, I I'm tired of seeing you in it. Oh.
0: <laughs> Simon tell you how it is, man. He don't give a shit. He does. And
2: he's yeah. usually ninety percent
0: right. Usually. Um I don't know what we did just now.
1: We talked about our childhood. We talked about things in our childhood that were um, helped us get through childhood and meaningful, and then we talked about our adulthood
0: in relation to our childhood.
2: And like our comfort things and yeah. home and where we're from.
0: And. Oh, I want to say a special thank you to Wolf for thank sponsoring you, this ad of No Simple Roads Weekly Rewind. I can't believe we've been doing this for eight weeks.
1: Also, I want to say thank you to our special guest, Sydney. And to Jasper. Yeah.
0: Jasper's
3: yeah. upstairs
1: you.
2: now. Been chilling. Mm-hmm. What's he doing? <laughs> is he playing with his cars?
3: Uh, yeah, we built a garage and he's really into it. And <laughs> he's also having yogurt for the. Fifty eighth time that he's been here.
2: I can remember being that being a kid like that, being so into my Hot Wheels. And Me too. If you want everybody just to leave you alone. Like, like once in a while you want to play, but you're, you're in your own. I world. would go
0: off into my own little world with that shit. Yeah, Those great. and Star Wars people. That's what the holidays are about right there. Yep. So check it out. It's finally here. The highly anticipated limited edition Smart and Grateful Dead collection is finally dropped exclusively at smartwheel.com. You may know Smartwool as the go-to brand for all things merino wool, which is super fucking dope, man. From socks to base layers, Smartwool has been keeping people comfortable outside for decades with some of the softest and ethically sourced merino wool out there. Well, Smartwool's limited edition collection in collaboration with the Grateful Dead is back by popular demand right in time for the holidays. Woo. From t-shirts and hoodies to beanies and socks, now you can have the next level comfort of SmartWool with all your favorite iconic Grateful Dead designs. You can be a deadhead. You could show everybody that you're a deadhead. You could be warm showing everybody you're a deadhead. You can be comfortable showing everybody you're a deadhead. Looking cool. Shop the drop exclusively at SmartWool.com and get it before it's gone for good because it's going away and then you won't be able to get it and then you won't have it. Get it. SmartWool.com
2: of the current road.